Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Big Takes. Coming at you, Little Mix, NFL Thursday. This is episode 33, Hurts So Good. I wonder why, because of how good number one has been on the Philadelphia Eagles these past couple weeks. Joe, what are your thoughts on Jalen's play and this upcoming uh, primetime game slate? Yeah, so a lot of thoughts. I mean, first things first, I don't think you win last week with an average quarterback. It was a textbook trap game, you know, looking on to Dallas the next week. And the commanders were coming off a brutal loss. Jonathan Allen was interviewed after the Giants game, and he was fired up. He was like, we will be ready for Philadelphia. The birds were on the road, and, you know, our defense did not have a great game. Um, Let up too many points, too many yards, but Hurts rallied. And, Chase, the thing that people that didn't watch this game won't realize is that we could have easily put up 55 this week if simply we don't fumble a tush push and Kenny Gamewell doesn't fumble. We had two fumbles on the goal line. So it could have been an easy 50-bomb, but nonetheless hurts over 300 yards through the air, four passing tutties, robbed of a rushing tutty, playing through the knee. The guys are bought in. They're fired up. Hurts is the ultimate motivator. And what does that say? I mean, if you're, you know, let's just say any, any player on this Eagles team and you see your leader, a guy who's already got paid, a guy who's been an all-pro coming out there playing hurt against, you know, the commanders. Before Dallas, it says a lot. It sends the message, and actions speak louder than words, and Hurts is a warrior, and he's fighting for his guys. I love it. Yeah, no, I love it too. Um, again, like you said, average quarterback, they're not going to win. You throw a Dak Prescott in there, the that team's not going to win. My problem right now, and I do have to say, the Eagles secondary and pass defense is 26th in the league. Um, that is a major problem, and I understand – Stuff happens, you know, injuries. Like, Blankenship was out for a couple weeks. Slay was out for a couple weeks. Maddox is out all season. Roby, who the Eagles just picked up um, a couple weeks ago, got injured a second weekend. Um, Kevin Byard comes in. New uh, all-pro, but new system. New corners he has to play with, feel, get a feel for the game, get a feel for the scheme. Um but I like to see that cleaned up. But going into week nine, this is the first time this season that all starters will play two games together. That all starters, back-to-back games, two or and even two games, play together. So that's very key to this Eagles pass defense with everyone being healthy. Because, um, again, injuries will kill you week to week. But... When the Eagles go up, and here's here's one thing that I like to bring up. When the Eagles go up big, teams come back because they're just pass-heavy taking your deep shots, just throwing the ball, getting it out of the quarterback's hands fast, not relying on a run game, and just trying to get back in the game quick towards the end of uh, the quarter or half. Yeah, Chase. I mean, Sam Howell, that was definitely the game plan for Eric Bieniemy was get the passes out quick. And, you know, Sam Howell, you got to give credit where it's due. He put up two really good games against this Eagles defense. But, you know, I think Kevin Byard's going to be a lot better. Darius Slay was playing banged up. Bradbury's had a rough, rough year. I think it's not too late for him to turn it around. You know, he's coming off an all-pro season. But 
you'd be lying if he said he's having a good year. He's just simply not. He's let up a lot of touchdowns. But a guy that I'm looking at as my defensive X factor for this game coming up against Dallas is Hassan Reddick. Slow start. He had a cast on his hand, though. It was affecting him immensely. The swim move is Hassan's go-to. And if you've ever tried to do a swim move on somebody with a cast on your hand, not not very easy. So since he's got the cast off, the sacks are coming in. And one thing to note about Reddick is he's the closer. When teams are on their last drive, since he's been a Philadelphia Eagle, he's had eight sacks with two minutes or less left in the game. He's the closer. And I think he comes up big this week against Dallas. Dak Prescott's going to feel Hassan Reddick. Yeah, I agree. He's been coming back. And last week, Jalen Carter was out probably right now. Statistically, PFF graded one of the best D tackles in the league, top five, easily. Literally, like um, he's the odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year, and he might he might take Defensive Player of the Year if he gets some sacks. If he gets up. more sacks racked up, again, he'll be right in that conversation because he has the most pressures as a D tackle, and his pressure rate and win percentage is above eighty percent, which is statistically insane. Um, so you miss a big. Key guy there on your D line, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that play where um, Howell went deep for Byron Pringle, who got wide open on Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Slay kind of had a mental lapse. We, in fairness to Slay, we sent an all-out blitz, so he was probably expecting a short pass, and they were passing short. But well, that's Dale what he's harder is the reason why that play wasn't a touchdown. He got in there, hands up in Howell's face, and then all it was awesome. He laid a huge hit on him after he. Right yeah. as he released it. But Carter kind of stopped the touchdown there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, to go off the offense, like you said, for the Commanders, here's my thing. This is the Commanders' Super Bowl. Whenever they play Philly, they want to knock us down. They want to knock us out of the playoffs. Do anything, I think, for them. They've just been beaten so many years that it's just they want to be dirty and just get down and dirty with the Eagles. So, again, if you look at the Commanders' games, the two best games they have played is against Philly. Not against the worst teams like Atlanta. Not even close. Like, you look at the Atlanta game, they look terrible. As soon as they play Philly, they look like they're playing in the Super Bowl for a ring. So, again, I take these Commanders' games with a grain of salt at times on the defensive side. But going into Dallas, and I think this is funny. You saw the report and you sent it uh, to me, how the Cowboys receivers were laughing at the Eagles' secondary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't laugh at three all-pros in a secondary and a safety and a free safety who's on the come up and can be an can be an all pro in 2 3 years and I think and I made this comparison in the beginning of the season I think he can become a Harrison Smith type player for 10 years. Yeah, Chase. I mean, he had a huge pick on Sam Howell Reed Blankenship. But speaking of that pick, this stat blows my mind is that the Eagles are minus three on the season in turnover differential. That's 24th in the league, and yet we're still 7-1. and one. And, I mean, historically, turnovers tell the tale in the NFL. The team turning the ball over more eight out of ten times loses the game. And the Eagles haven't been winning the turnover battle, but they've st- 
still been winning the games despite that. And Dak Prescott, he can throw some picks, you know. We didn't get to see him and Jalen Hurts face off last year when they came into Philly. It was Cooper Rush, and then on Christmas Eve, ruined my Christmas Eve, we saw Gardner Minshew and his two picks against Dallas last year. But this year, I think you're going to clearly see why Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the conference, and he's gonna. it's going to be a rough look for Prescott just having to be on the same field as Hurts. Oh, yeah. Here's my thing. Who's going to cover A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? You have Trevon Diggs out. Trevon was always on A.J. Brown, no matter what. You're going to put Stephon Gilmore out there. He's older, he's slower, and he's less physical. Every time Diggs went against Brown, it was a physical matchup with speed. Diggs was in his face, grabbing him, pulling him, pushing him. Now you throw Gilmore out there, what's it going to be like? Because then you got to throw Smitty on a cornerback two, who's going to be a cornerback three, realistically, since Diggs is out. Well, um, I, that, I will have to say, Deron Bland has been playing very well. He's been playing better than Gilmore. I but, want... I Here's my thing. No, no, no. Hear me out. Look at his pick picks. Look at the reads by the quarterback. One was Mac Jones. Back foot almost behind his back to the opposite sideline. Ball was in the air for four seconds. Drum Bland just ran from the 20 to like the 30 and got a pick six. I mean, if you look at that, I, I could have done that. I I swear to you, I could have ran from the 20 to 30-yard line and picked off Mac Jones because he is that bad of a quarterback this year. He's a bomb. He is terrible. And then the Giants game. Daniel Jones, terrible. The Giants played terrible. They got shut out, 40 nothing. I take that for a grain of salt. I want to see him go against receivers who can actually play the game at a high level, at an all-pro level, and see if he can hang in there. Chase, another thing to note on that is that Deron Bland weighs 195 pounds. Stephon Gilmore weighs 190 pounds and always open A.J. Brown's a mean 230 pure muscle so the physical mismatch there i'm thinking it's a big yard after catch game for always open oh easily and you know where else they're gonna when this game is gonna be in the trenches if they can run the football and shut down michael parsons i mean this i'm not like demarcus lawrence yeah he's having an okay year but he's old i mean you throw maybe bust of the year yeah Joe, I, I, I don't know. He he was a former Big Ten All Defense, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, first round pick, and mm-hmm. he's done nothing. Yeah, nothing. Joe, looking at the D line, I'm not seeing Amazi Smith or Demarcus Lawrence getting by Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, or Lane Johnson. And Jordan's want... coming back this week. And Jordan's coming back. And I want to make it clear, 94-1 WIP, I believe it was DeCamera or Joe Giglio, said that Jordan Mailata would be the player to digress this year and be worse. That's abysmal. 
That's a freezing cold take. And I, if you that, look at that my, had t- to have been to Camry. If if you look at my takes and who I tweeted, I said at uh small like uh WIP at freezing cold takes, and I and it says Jordan Mailata, highest PFF graded offensive lineman in the entire NFL. He's statistically and graded the best offensive lineman in the NFL, and I think he's taken that leap. And this is why the Eagles' O-line is even better this year. Yeah, and Chase, like you're talking about the in the trenches, our defensive line has only allowed over 100 rushing yards once the entire season so far to a team. So, I mean, Pollard's already showing that he's missing Zeke. He can't handle the full running back one, every down back workload. And it's going to be – they're going to have to rely on Dak Prescott, and the secondary is going to get active. See – when you have to rely on Dak Prescott, that's when you're going to lose games. Dak's had his best games and best years when he was throwing the ball 20 times a game. That's it. When he was just handing it off to Zeke and Zeke was going for 1,500 yards in a season with 12 touchdowns. That's not the case anymore. You don't yeah. have the best offensive line in football anymore. You don't have a top three running back anymore. You got one wide receiver, and it's all you, Dak. You got paid. That's what happens. And you're not the guy. Yeah, I mean... C.D. Lamb is your only guy. Uh, oh, I'm so scared of Michael Gallup. Like, all right, throw James Bradbury on him. He's shut down the entire game. Yep. Brandon Cooks has almost nothing left. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought that was a big trade in the offseason. I mean, to be honest, I thought, like, listen, I mean, a 1,000-yard wide receiver with Davis Mills for a fifth-round pick, I thought that was a steal from the Cowboys, you know? Looking looking at that, seeing the year he put up with a terrible quarterback, you know, in Houston, losing all those games, I thought, you know, with Dak Prescott, it can make Brandon Cooks better. But as we're seeing right now in these first eight weeks of football, I don't think he's a threat at wide receiver two right now. No, and it's hilarious because they only got back a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper, who's been mm-hmm. providing with quarterback hell in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, you look at the game against San Fran. Yeah, I mean, Amari's still the guy, you know. He's a great receiver still, and it's just hilarious that they only got back a fifth-round pick for him. And then they go and move another fifth-round pick to bring in Brandon Cooks, a guy who's not even giving you half the production of Amari Cooper. So Yeah, it doesn't make sense offensively. Like, if they kept Amari Cooper, have CeeDee Lamb, and then Gallup as your three, that's a very good Cowboys offense. That's still mm-hmm. a scary Cowboys offense with Cooper at the – even if you put him at the two and CD at the one. Easily. I'd agree. I that's mean, a, that's That becomes a top five wide receiver core. And all of a sudden yeah. now you're probably, you know, somewhere in the, you know, 15 to 20 range. Yeah. Honestly. It's just so, the Jerry Jones masterclass the past couple of years. Yeah. And, I mean, Chase, you look at the link. Standing room tickets are going for 400. It's going to be sold out by Oh, it tomorrow. gets rowdy. I was there last year for, uh, um, I, think, I believe it was week six, Sunday night football. It gets rowdy in the link. I mean, people are yelling, screaming, anything at Dallas fans. It's an experience to go to. And if anyone can go, I would say go immediately. Like It's like one of those experiences in life where you're just like, Out of I you're out of body and you're just like, I love being a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles for this reason. Um, 
And I just, and again, like, like uh, Orlando Garcia poked the bear to Bryce Harper. I just think the Cowboys are poking the bear to the Eagles. I mean, this Eagles team's hungry. And now they're saying, Micah's saying, go fill up the link. Cowboys wide receivers are laughing at the secondary. And this is all like out very national to the media. And now Dak Prescott's saying it's going to be fun to play this game, acting like they're going into um, a game up 14 already. So I think this puts a chip on um, this Philadelphia Eagles team that I wouldn't give a chip to, especially Jalen Hurts. Not at all. Now, I got the Eagles, Eagles big here. I got the Eagles by a touchdown. Yeah, I think, th- I mean, Chase, I'll, I'll give a little spoiler. I know we save them for the end, but Eagles minus three are my lock of the week. The Cowboys are two and five against the spread this year. They're not covering. They're coming into a bonfire. Eagles have their bye next week. We're going to lay it all out there. I really, I I don't even know how the line's only minus three, especially with the fact that we're home. I think we should be at least four and a half point favorite. Yeah, you know what? You know, you know what? I actually think that's funny that I would laugh at is that the Cowboys didn't laugh at Arizona's secondary, but they lost to one of the worst teams in the NFL. But they're going to laugh against the best team in the NFL. That's Arizona's only win. Yep. Against them Cowboys. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. It is. But moving on, Chase, did you have anything more to add on that game? I did not. I thought, you know, we covered it pretty good, and I'm excited. For, yeah, a lot of talk about always, always Dallas week. Um, it's always a big week in Philadelphia. Um, everyone knows, players knows, coaches know. Um, but I would say my Philly lock of the week, I'm going to go with you, minus three. Um, and I would expect A.J. Brown to go over 100 yards again. Love it. Yeah, I mean, he broke Megatron's record. Not an Eagles record, an NFL all-time record. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. But normally we do on our NFL Tuesdays go through the whole slate. This week there's some awful games. There's really only four noteworthy games. So we're going to cover the next three here, go into a little little more depth than what we normally do. Just because, I mean, I could read you these other games real quick if there's, there's some real rough ones. I mean, you got Jets, Chargers, Giants, Raiders, Colts, Panthers, Falcons, Vikings, Rams without Stafford versus the Packers, Commanders, Patriots, Browns, Cardinals, Texans, Bucks, Bears, Saints, and tonight the Thursday night game, Steelers, Titans. Just awful games, bad quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, banged up rosters, a lot of bad records. And then you really have some juggernauts facing off this week. So the next game we'll get into over in uh, Deutschland, Germany. First time an NFL game has been played in Germany. 9.30 a.m. for um, us watching over here on this side of the pond, but Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins face Tyreek's former team struggling, coming off a brutal division loss to the Denver Broncos-Kansas City Chiefs. Chase, who do you like in that one? The Chiefs are favored by two. No home field advantage for either of these teams. Um, and that I would say home field plays big for the Chiefs. Um an arrowhead and i would say in miami with the weather players not used to it going in a dome the chiefs my thing is mahomes isn't playing at his best again you shouldn't ever bet against mahomes and again tua hasn't looked his best 
this past two weeks, Tua hasn't looked that great throwing the football. Um, Miami's kind of getting, ex- I would say, a little exposed ever since the Eagles game. Um, and I've right now I have no feel. Um, I think it could go either way, but Miami has a more explosive offense. They have a good caliber defense. Chiefs have a very good defense, but their offense isn't as explosive. And I think at the end of the end of the day, the two wide receivers on the Dolphins, who run pretty much the fastest in the NFL, I think can take over this game in a heartbeat. Yeah, Chase, I'm with you. I'm actually with the Dolphins here. I also just think Tyreek knows Patrick Mahomes in that offense well. He's probably been helping out the defense big time all week in practice. Also, Jalen Ramsey back for the fins. He's big enough to where you could put him on Travis Kelsey. We saw a couple many years ago um, the Denver Broncos in the AFC Championship put a key to lead man marking Rob Gronkowski. You normally don't see corners mark tight ends like that, but Travis Kelsey's the clear cut and really only receiving option. Jalen Ramsey's a big physical corner. I think he'd be Miami's best bet at slowing him down, but I'm taking Miami in this explosive offense. First in points per game, first in yards per game, first in pass yards per game and first in rush yards per game, which is a surprising statistic. 152 rush yards per game they're putting up. But yeah, Chase, the Chiefs have just not looked good. Last week was rough. I'll give Mahomes the benefit of the doubt. He did have the flu. He was playing through that. But at the same time, you know they're shooting him up with adrenaline and who knows what else. Yeah. So he was probably feeling like a million bucks. I mean, there's really no excuse. He played terribly. Um, but yeah, this I feel like this game just is a gotta have it for Miami. Both teams are pretty healthy. The Chiefs are getting Nick Bolton back. Only player listed on the injury reports, just Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be out with an illness. Undisclosed of what that is, but I'm I'm on the side of Miami. You're getting the odds with them. 53% of the bets are coming in on Miami to win the game outright. And I just think this Chiefs defense at this point in the season and how they've been playing, they started off playing great, but I just think Miami's going to be able to get to them. And yeah, I think there's no answer for... Tyreek and Waddle, like you said, those guys are just freaks. You got to have a crazy pass rush to slow down Miami. Like the Eagles kind of exposed them because we were able to get pressure, but if you can't, it could be a long day. Yeah, and you know the only pass rush I see is Chris Jones, but you're not going to get all the production up the gut um, from your D tackle. You're going to need those edge rushers to really um, get by the tackles. Um. It's it, it's just the Chiefs, man. They're just not that good this year. I'm going to say it. They don't look good. They're not playing well. Um, yes, they have one of the top records in the league, but, again, they're not playing top teams in the NFL. They have an easier schedule this year. They're going to run into Philadelphia. They're going to run into some other teams down the and stretch. And we get them off a bye, too. Yeah, which is going to be huge. That's going to be a the, loss for Kansas City. I agree. The way they've been playing, bringing them into the link, kind of a revenge game from the Super Bowl, I think the Eagles have that game. And just the way they've been playing, like like you said, Jalen Ramsey can go boxing one on Kelsey, yes. which I like because you see Derwin James do it, who's a big physical safety. Yes, he's he might be an inch or two taller than Ramsey, but still, Ramsey's that physical guy. He's still that tall physical corner, and I think putting him on Kelsey kind of shuts down that offense. I mean, I don't know who you're going to go to in that offense, who's going to get open, 
who's going to make those big splash plays because you can't just keep relying on Mahomes. Um, no. You're going to need some playmakers on the outside to really get any offense going. And I think Miami just has that offense, like you said, first in pretty much every offensive category. Um, so I, I don't know how that – they have Tyreek, former chief, for a while, but also Vic Fangio was at. In, he was in, with Denver for a long time. He got to really know Andy Reid and this Mahomes offense too. So yeah, they got two guys that have seen a lot of the Chiefs. That are I bet Miami's had a great week at practice. Yeah, and I think Miami kind of has like a bounce back week this week too. Um, coming off like like I said earlier, just not playing the best football the past two weeks. So I think this is going to be a pretty big game for them. You're also getting a pissed off Tyreek Hill. They wouldn't pay. Oh him. yeah. I mean, they moved off him, dealt him, said, "Oh, we could win without," and they did. They did. But you know, Tyreek, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's been expressing it all season how he can't wait for this game. He's had it circled yeah. on his calendar. I got a big Tyreek game. You know, two is going to get him the ball. I agree. I agree. So, Chase, if you don't have anything more to add there, you want to move into the one o'clock window? Absolutely. All right, so we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by five and a half in Baltimore. Ravens are just playing tremendous football right now. They are. I love the way they're playing. The Mars playing great. Their defense is playing great. Playmakers on the outside, I want to see a little more. I do want to see more from OBJ that – that they signed for one year, $15 million when DeAndre Hopkins was on the market. Um, a couple other receivers tradable were on the market um, that I didn't agree with uh, the Baltimore going that direction. I mean, I just didn't see why they went in that direction. and It, it didn't make sense to me. Um, but other than that, I do think Baltimore just has the better team in this stance like again Seattle secondary's been playing tremendous Devon Witherspoon looks like a dog out there next to Reek Tar- that was a great pick yeah Tariq Woolen I think those two are going to be stars for the next eight years it's kind of like the Legion of Boom era again which is scary really is. you know if they get if they get a good court like not a good court Gino I do have to say Gino Smith has been playing a good quarterback um but if they get an elite quarterback in the draft in a couple of years, I mean, this team can be very good for a long time again. Yeah, I think getting Leonard Williams from the Giants, good move to beef up the D-line and run D a good bit. Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner holding it down at linebacker. Like we mentioned, Julian Love, Jamal Adams. Didn't he get hurt again, though, Jamal Adams? I feel like he did. Yeah, but he's back. He's he had a concussion. Right. He had a concussion his first game back, and then he's be- he's been playing. Yeah, so, I mean, Seattle's fourth in sacks on the season. Jackson Smith and Jigba off to a slow start, but the last two weeks he's had touchdowns in both games. Um, You know, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet's been looking good with the limited opportunities he's gotten, and Walker's looking like a stud. But for me, Chase, I'm riding with my guy. I'm taking Lamar and the Ravens because Mm -hmm. I simply think Lamar's just going to outperform Geno Smith. And I think to beat a team like the Baltimore Ravens, at this point, the way they're playing, you need an elite quarterback. And I just don't think Geno has it in him to go up against this Ravens defense. There's stars all over the field. They get to the quarterback, top five in sacks. 
And, you know, with the Gus bus running the ball like this, the read option <laughs> with Lamar, Mark Andrews has been a touchdown machine. He has six on the season, and he missed week one. I got the Ravens here. I don't think that – I mean, I could see the Seahawks covering. I think six is a lot. But, you know, they're, they're at home. It's not going to be raining. They're going to be able to – that they should be able to hold on to the ball. And I just think Lamar, he's been playing like the one. Yeah. No. I do think this is going to be a back-and-forth game, though. Um, oh, I do think Seattle's been great this year. Um, going into Baltimore, who's coming off a huge, huge win uh, off the Detroit Lions – Coming into this game, I know they're high on uh, um, off that win, and you know they have some. They I think Baltimore has something to prove. They have Lamar has something to prove after being injured, so I think this is going to be another statement win game. Um, after beating a top team in an NFC, you get to do it again this week. And I want to tell you something that during the Lamar Jackson era, he has not lost to an NFC team so that could still come into play week nine i don't think that's, he ends that streak that's a I think he keep, yep ever since he hasn't lost to an nfc team i think he's like 10 and 0 or something um against the nfc so i think he keeps that streak alive um but i do think it's going to be a closer game i think it's going to be a three two point game yeah, I, I think I'm with you there with the Seattle cover, Ravens money line. Although the one thing I am remembering is Seattle was a five-and-a-half-point dog going on the road to Detroit earlier this season, and they thumped them. Yeah, I think Detroit's a better matchup for Seattle. Agree, um, but Pete Carroll's a good underdog coach. He's a good motivator. Yeah. Again, like, look what you can do with the Seattle secondary, though. You can kind of shut down Jared Goff. Jared Goff stays in the pocket. Lamar's going to move. Lamar's going to get you know, his yards, he's going to make plays outside of the pocket. He's going to create plays. Um, and that's kind of different from Jared Goff. Jared Goff is just sitting in the pocket, and he's going to need his receivers to do something. He He's not going to create much he can't move. with the football. He can't he's move. He's box on his feet. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's a total – I mean, Lamar's just one of one, um, the way yeah. he can move and throw the ball. So, For all um, you Lamar doubters out there, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Hey, damn. So that's my guy. No, but I also just think the Ravens too are—they're a good blowout team. Like when they get up, it's tough to come back on because they run the ball so well, and those linebackers start flying around. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But yeah. at the same time, they got two really, really bad losses this year. They lost to the Colts as a seven and a half point favorite at home, and they also blew one to the Steelers somehow. The Steelers are one of the biggest frauds in the league. They've been outgained in every single game this year. Oh I yeah, tit- I got the Titans to roll in the night on Thursday night football. I got the Titans to win. Um, the only, my only concern is going to be um, Titans offense. Um, can they do it again? Coming off uh, their win against Atlanta, against this Steelers defense, but I don't know if Minka is going to play this week. Um, and he was injured last game, non-contact injury, looked like hamstring. I just want to double check if he's playing tonight. I think he is. Yeah, he is. So yeah. he's not. I mean, he's healthy, but he's still. I mean, he had to come out of the. Yeah, and he had to come out of the game. And he could flare up at any time too. He could get yeah. hit after the first drive. So keep an eye on that. That game's starting up as we speak. Yep. Now, oh, and 
Before we get into the next matchup, right before, I'm going to give a little preface into what this dog fight's going to be. Tyler Boyd just spoke to media tonight. I just got a Bleacher Report about 15 minutes ago that he said, if it didn't snow in Buffalo, the Cincinnati Bengals would have went to the AFC uh, championship, I believe. Do you believe? Do you what do you mean that? didn't snow? Is he is he referring to the Demar Hamlin game? No, he's referring to the playoff game. Right. From what year? Last year. Last year. Would have won last year's playoff matchup if it weren't snowing. I could see that. You don't remember the snow game. I do. I just I remember. Yeah, the the Bengals barely beat the Ravens without Lamar, and then they yep. played Buffalo in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And they played my thing in, is didn't they play in Buffalo because they couldn't finish the Demar Hamlin game? Yeah, we were hot on Cincinnati that game, and they would have had yeah. home field. Exactly. Yeah. So this is going to be a chippy game. Again, here's my stance. I think the Bills are going to win that game no matter what. You can say whatever you want about the snow. The Bills aren't playing in the snow in practice. Like, it's just not happening. Cincinnati's cold. Buffalo's cold. You don't know what's going to happen in a snow game. Whoever plays better that game during a snow game, you're going to win that game. I hate the excuses from the Bengals. Um, I'm going to go off on my Bengal rant real quick i just think the Bengals think they're dogs all around which i don't see it i don't see that dog in them uh, i think the joe seisty joe burr is just a movement that's ridiculous at this point um kind of making him seem like he is almost god walking on the football field when he's not um he's not even he top five this good year. against san fran last week he looked good against san fran i'll give him that but he hasn't looked top five this year um and the money's not looking too good. And I want to see if he puts the money where his play is. Um, I'm sick of Jamar calling out defenses like he's insane. He had a t- rough couple first weeks. Yes, he's been back on track the past couple of games. But again, one was against Arizona, and he was wide open on three deep shots. So again, congrats, Jamar. You just ran past a defender on a streak. Uh, I'm proud of you. And then he did torch the 49ers, which I was a fan of. I did like seeing him torch the 49ers because I am a big, big, um, I don't want to say, yeah, I'll say it, hater on the 40 whiners about how they go around uh, playing football and their comments outside of football. And this defense is going to be tested uh, Sunday night against the Bills. I want to see the Bills play like the way they should I don't like if Josh Allen doesn't turn over the ball um I do see the Bills winning this game because that Bengals defense does not look that good so I hear you with that Bengals defense comment they're 27th in yards per game allowed they're letting up 370 yards per game which is terrible it's almost like the Vikings defense from last year it is but here's here's the only but turnovers 
Yes, they force. They play. Tur they play defense like it's Madden. Like they almost just think we don't have the personnel to stop you. Legit, we're not going to force third and out. So let's just do disguise blitzes, send all out blitzes, ball hawk, jump routes, and they're plus seven in the turnover differential. Second. There it is. Yeah. So yes, they get gashed. They. It's easy to move the ball on them. You can have a huge game against them, but they're going for turnovers. It's basically like the whole defense is playing like Trayvon Diggs. Um, so I think they're dangerous in that regard, just especially playing a guy like well, Josh Allen. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to be dangerous for a guy like Josh Allen who can be careless with the football. Yes. And I see your I do see your argument there. If they can play their brand of defense with a turnover differential and get to Josh Allen, I do see them winning this game. But if Josh Allen has a clean game, I mean, the Bills' offense is just going to move on the Bengals. Yeah, and there's no answer for Stefan Diggs. He's better than Jamar Chase, and yeah. you can go argue with whoever you want about that because I won't even take take your time on that one. I think Diggs is bona fide top five. Easily. Um, I don't see Jamar as a top five receiver. So I'll take Jefferson, Diggs. AJ. Tyreek, AJ. Oh, man. Mike I know, it gets tough here. Gets tough. I'm if gonna go. Travis Kelsey, I'd take Kelsey. Though. No, I'm going Devontae Adams, man. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, in fairness to Adams, he is. In no fairness to Adams, now. listen, I'm going Devontae Adams, Diggs, Brown, Hill, Jefferson. If Devontae in Adams, that order? are you saying in that order? No, 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 not in that order. Just, just as my top five. I going in order would be very tough to gauge. Yeah. Um. But if Devontae has a competent quarterback he's, he's gonna put up machine. he's gonna put up at least 12 touchdowns and over 1500 yards Minimum at least 12 touchdowns. but when you have jimmy garoppolo overthrowing him by 20 yards on a 15 yard slant you got Devonte slamming his helmet on the sideline i mean jimmy I here? jimmy garoppolo is terrible that was one of the worst signings of the offseason three years like 60 plus mil what are we doing? He, he just got benched for my guy, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You can't just be handing out that kind of money to a guy who hasn't proved anything outside of the 49ers offensive system. Yeah, Chase. Like, we were talking about the Adams. I just I, I thought I had it in my head, but I just confirmed. In 2020, he only played 14 games, and he had 18 touchdowns in 14 games. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. You so just throw the ball that's, up. That's Devontae Adams with a good quarterback. Yeah, just throw the ball up in the air and he's going to catch it. Unguardable he's that good. one on one. Unguardable. Unguardable. So, yeah. I, I mean, ultimately for my final take on this game, I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm just – I like Burrow. I love T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is – I think T. Higgins is pretty close to Jamar Chase. He doesn't get enough love. I'm a T. Higgins guy. He's another yeah. jump ball receiver, big touchdown guy. He just he gets half the targets Jamar Chase does, and he like has seventy five percent of the production on half the targets. So, do the math. I'm a T Higgins believer, but yeah, I I, I just think the Bengals are they're nice and the they're hot teams. right now. They're hot. They're, hot. they're coming off a big win. They're at home Sunday night football. Yeah, I think they're wearing the um. It's gonna be a whiteout with those white um color yeah. rush jerseys. Those are they're probably my favorite jersey in the league. I'm 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 with Cincy. Over here. the Kelly Green. 
Nah, the Kelly Greens. Yeah, Kelly Greens are so nice. Yeah, Devontae Smith said they should be our jersey every game. They should. Um, but now, nah, final take on that, I'm taking Cincinnati. Um, so my, my big big four this week, I'm taking the Birds, Dolphins, Ravens, Bengals. I'm the same as you, except I'm taking the Bills. I think the Bills have a chip on their shoulder this week. They do have a lot to prove. Um, and I think if they win this game, it's going to be huge for them. And Chase, I'm trying to keep it neutral here, like trying to take my heart out of it, and I would still take the Eagles by far as my biggest lock to win and cover. I think the Eagles have a better chance to win and cover this week than any of these other seven teams do to win the game. Honestly, that's how confident I am in the win and cover. Yeah. Like, would you be more surprised if, say, the Chiefs, Seahawks, or Bengals won, or if the Eagles didn't cover? If the Eagles didn't cover easily, yeah. I mean, I, I, they're just the better football team. Yeah. They're just the better football team at home. Yeah, they are. I mean, you, like, they're the better football team. They are gonna have a chip on the shoulder. They're firing the team up. They're poking the bear. Micah has to go on his podcast after the game. Do his little. Fancy pretty boy show. I'm tired of the Micah podcast. Like the week before, he's all over the place. He's not even a real podcaster. Week before, he's like, yeah, he's all depressed. He's like, Eagles are the most complete team in the league. Yeah. And then this year, it's now it's Eagle Week, and he's like, oh yeah, we'll beat the birds. Gonna- yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, honestly, how did Jalen Carter fall to the Philadelphia Eagles? He's like, that's one of the scariest things in the NFL. Now he's just like, oh, Eagles some rookie replacing Hargrave. Yeah, they're like playing Hargrave. Yeah, Hargrave isn't looking good at all. For he ten has a couple, times the money. For 10 times the money, you're getting Jalen Carter, an absolute dog. So that wraps us up for episode 33. Hurts so good. It's Dallas week. We got some big games all around. One in Germany, one in the 1 o'clock window, one at the 4. And to wrap Sunday night football with the Bills at the Bengals. It's going to be a great Sunday of football. And I just cannot wait to see the Eagles go 8-1 and one and see Stephen A. Smith laugh with the cowboy hat on at, I would say, what about time is it? About 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Cigar in mouth. Right cowboy cigar in mouth. Right before the Sunday night game. Yep. yep. We'll catch you next time for another episode of Small Town Big Takes.